Took out all these fucking ones, see I'm the guy that's one No, I'm not the one one, but I'ma fucking turn up Until I see the morning sun Set that tiger bone, got the henny up <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up These bitches fucking on each other, man's enough of Welcome back to the Con Man Podcast. We are back for, finally, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yeah. We, we we got a lot of stuff going on right now. We we basically just had a business meeting right now. So we're doing business. Business. We have some good, we got some, we're, we're, we're in Austin, Texas, so we're talking about some stuff that's going on in, in, in a in a couple months, so kind of keep your eye out. Wheeling, dealing. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow you can follow us at con underscore man underscore podcast on Instagram, uh, Twitter uh, at podcast con man podcast one, and uh, you can follow Adam. Uh, what what are your um, uh, my things? Yeah, your things. Uh, it's the Skeleton Factory podcast. It's the greatest cult film podcast review show on uh, on any podcast platform. Um, that's um, you can find um, well wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, and um, also have uh, episodes on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Skeleton Factory. Uh, most of them are free, so it's not like you uh, need to pay to listen to any of the content, but becoming a patron would greatly help the show. And if you want to keep track of me on social media, you can go to Instagram at skeleton underscore factory. And I'm also on Twitter at SFPodcastATX. And um, yeah, because you know the movies that you're watching now are dog shit. You're watching <laughs> Violent Christmas. You're watching Glass Onion. You're watching uh, White Lotus, like a like like <laughs> yes. like a, like oh. a fucking like a lady. Yeah, it's me. I love White Lotus. <laughs> Adam's making fun of me for watching it. I'm gonna throw my fucking whiskey in your face. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I like the show. Um, so I'm saying, like we, I, I <laughs> White Lotus, fun show. There is a part in, in season one where a guy <laughs> fucking shits in, in someone's luggage. I had a whole episode talking about the great Eric Bogosian. Ooh. He's in... He's in uh, I now know who that is because you explained to who, who he was. And he's on that show. You Succession. Watch. He's on Succession. He's not a major character, but he's in there. When he's on screen, he's strong. Yes, he was. He if was you, great. If you seen, did you see Under Siege 2? No, Dark I didn't. Territory? No? Mm-mm. Did you see Under Siege 1? No, I didn't. We do. We should watch the Under Siege movies and oh, talk about it. By the way, we're going to be doing a joint episode very soon. We're just trying to decide what movie we're going to talk about. Yeah. If anyone has any, uh, if you have any suggestions, uh, send it to our uh, in, uh, our social media that we, we just said out loud. So yeah, um, or or on our Patreon. Go patreon.com forward slash conman podcast. Don't put the con man podcast. I've noticed people have been making that mistake. They they're like, I can't find you. I typed in the con man podcast. We are con man podcast. That's it. No the. There is another podcast called the con man podcast, and they talk about I think like comic books or some gay shit like that. We don't talk about comics here. We talk about fucking 
Fucking. Uh, yeah, we talk about fucking. We, we talk about, about having sex with other men. Yeah. And, and, which is not gay. And raping Anthony Fauci to death. We've talked about that before. So that's what our show's about. It's it's, it's all about fun stuff. Uh, we we talk. I mean, we we've been talking about how the government's trying to kill you. So we were talking about how. Uh, how did you put it earlier so eloquently? Uh, I don't uh, put anything eloquently. V- vaccines are killing athletes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, something it, to that effect. If if you want to hear the eloquency of me from the Patreon, go go ahead and hit us up over there. We we would really appreciate. Some of the, if you want to support the show, also um, over the, the winter break, I almost said summer break. Over the winter break, we launched it's White Boy Summer. I don't white know if boy, you do that. White Boy Winter too. It's White Boy Winter. White Boy Year. Let's go. We launched the the merch store, which is going to be in the show notes. So go look out for that. Uh, shout out to David Osborne. He was the first one to start buying stuff. So step your game up. He got the hat. He got. The, the hoodie. hoodie, he got the mug. Oh, man, he, dude. D- David Osbernson's no joke. He's he's our number one fan. Him, yeah. uh, Chapes, Chapes was officially our first fan because he was, he was in our YouTube, our former YouTube channel, and he was, he was, he, before we put out the episodes, I was just well, putting Chapes out clips. Chapes is an OG. Chapes. David Osbernson is all, of, I mean, he's, he's me when I go to, you know, when I go to a concert or something, I buy all the merch. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to that, man. Great stuff. He he listens to all the episodes, too. So, so cheers. Take take a shot of some, uh, some Maker's Mark, whatever you're drinking. Clink. Clink. There you go, David. So, yeah. I, I re- we really appreciate the fans for listening to the show. We, um, what did we get, like, close to 75,000 downloads in our first year, which, um, by the way, great job by us. And a little pat great, on our back. Great job. Good job, Sean. I'm <laughs> hey, proud of you, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Couldn't do it. You're doing great. You. And just to think, when we started the show, didn't know who Adam was, came on, he started farting into the mics. I was like, this guy's... <laughs> he's in <That's> right. <laughs> he's in the show yeah so it, it's it's been a wild time we we had a good year uh we we got canceled by the drinking bros and um <laughs> then we had to like start over at the we had to buy cameras we had to move our studio over here and we had to listen to to ross say i would never make money from the show which i've made money from the show now so Congratulations to us, because basically, no, no ill will to that to them, because I I'm still yeah, clearly not. But also, that makes me want want this show to make it even more. If I want, I, I mean, I, I've talked about this before. This might be a spite. This might be a spite show. I'm doing the show out of spite because I want I I want to prove. But no well. ill will. No, no ill will. No sour grapes all, over here. <laughs> all spite. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good that's fuel yeah spite is just it's just tinder and flint you know what i mean dude there's nothing better than doing things out of spite i'm a spiteful dude so am i yeah it, I'm, it's, a, I'm a massively spiteful dude i love it it's there's no if better someone feeling. i don't like dies i feel so <laughs> you want to hear something fucked up 
I got expelled from high school and I had to go to uh, two separate continuation schools in order to get back in regular regular high school. But that that's a different story. But the the um, when you get expelled, you have to go in front of the school board and all of your teachers write a letter about you, basically about your character. Oh man, California is so gay. It, <laughs> <laughs> I want to write a letter. <laughs> but baby, she wrote me a letter. Um, okay, so that so uh, we go to state board, and I had to bring my mom because I'm a minor, right? And my mm. and my and uh, my mom's got to take time off from the hospital saving lives <laughs> to fucking come with me to state board <laughs> because fucking I'm a psycho. And <laughs> she, they're reading all of my uh, all of my letters from my. Uh, teachers and a lot of them fucking went to bat for me oh good they were and, an all passive aggressive oh my god like like mr gibson my fucking uh government econ teacher mm. like champ dude he was just like fucking adam's great he's, he's got like a real curiosity for fucking but i, I but i actually liked his class like mm. government econ class mr gibson was cool as fuck it was this one teacher mr buchanan he was my english teacher oh fuck him Mr. Buchanan was a fucking annoying cunt. He looked like he looked like a fat Mark Marin. Oh God! <laughs> Just sort of disheveled hair, glasses, very Jewy nose, uh, mustachioed. Man. We support Israel. Well, no, actually, we don't support Israel. I'm just trying not to get canceled. Should we say something about Kanye? All right, go ahead. Sorry. So, Mr. Buchanan wrote this fucking this fucking diatribe about how much of a piece of shit I am. Mm. And uh, I'm like a spawn of fucking Satan. He says something to that effect. And my mom lost her fucking mind. <laughs> she was so fucking pissed off. So the, the school board uh, came to the conclusion that I needed to be expelled from the, this. This is the same school district the Diaz brothers fucking went to. You know what Oh, I mean? really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh <laughs> I mean, te- maybe I don't know. They were they were like the town next to mine. But anyways, well, those Mexicans there. There's some I just want to bring Diaz up the Diaz brother brothers there. because I love the Diaz brothers. Um, um, so I get expelled, and I ever since then I was like, I hope fucking Mr. Buchanan dies, <laughs> and I heard that he died, <laughs> and I've been planning to go and and piss on his grave. Oh, and we were talking about doing um This is a 22 show. years ago this happened. <laughs> I like I don't let shit go <laughs> until your you, you like your house is burnt to the ground and I'm pissing on the ashes. Like I just I I don't wish people the best. That's just my nature. I love that. I that if this you is... fuck with me, I don't wish you the best. You know what I mean? I'm just like I I hope they get fucking stabbed to death. On an escalator, yes. subway. This is this is what my my fiance she does that she's like I just gave him the horns, fucking done. Give, give him the f- well, I'm over you, yeah. She, she gives him the, the Viggo Mortensen from yeah. fucking Eastern Promises gives the fucking yeah gives him the horns and she's like she's she's just like she's because done fuck with people them. man yeah. I was a good kid, dude. Like I was a little fucked up, but I wasn't like I, charger. I wasn't a fucking hazard to anybody. While Sean's getting his charger because he doesn't know how to plan anything. Keep going, keep going. 
Yeah, so, yeah, Mr. Buchanan. Um, I mean, I heard he's dead. I don't know if he's actually dead. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old man, and I'm still planning on pissing on his grave. So, you know, you can take from that what you will. Um, also, if you haven't listened to Skeleton Factory, it's <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> we were listening to it before the show. And it's beautiful. It has like a piano playing under it. It's 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 just like... You're mocking my, my piano background No, I, I was saying it's like if you're during Christmas, I said this in the last episode before we went on break, was it's great music to play while you're wrapping presents for Christmas. Yeah, I like to put a little, I like to uh, put some music in the background. See, I never did that because podcasts that are silent, I don't like that. Well, it the thing how your how Skeleton Factory is different because it's one person and you're telling a story. You have the soothing voice. I don't know if it would work for this show because it's there's nothing relaxing about this show. Sure. Um, I, I just told everybody that I'm holding a 22-year-old grudge <laughs> and I want to piss on a dead man's grave. So there's not much chill going on around here. There's not. There's not. I don't know if you noticed, guys. This bottle's empty. This was mostly full during the yeah. Patreon episode, and now it's empty. Yes, that's how we do it. Our best episodes are whiskey episodes, and this is going to be a whiskey episode. I don't know if we're slurring yet, but we will be. We, because, we will be. Yes. And and the reason, and, and I, I kind of covered this in the Patreon kind of vaguely, but I was just back home in El Paso, um, and I was with my I was with my family. We, we were talking, and I, they won't bring the vaccine around me because I will tell them that they were wrong about everything and I was right about everything. <laughs> but they, they will kind of bring up little things. Um, they try to tell me that MK Ultra didn't exist, which was, and I told them I was like, uh, yeah, it was because you can actually look it up on .org sites where the CIA had to apologize for doing for performing these human experimentation. I'd like, be like, I'd be like, have you heard of Ted Kaczynski? Do you believe yeah. that the Unabomber is real? Yeah. Well, well guess I, what? That motherfucker was MK Ultra. This this relative of mine. Is very left leaning, and I was like, "So you don't believe in COINTELPRO, where you don't think the government killed uh, MLK?" He's like, "Well, you know, exactly. It's this is all happened, and this is what the episode's about. This is about the Church Committee. The Church Committee was uh, was a committee in Congress that was investigating the intelligence agencies, and these it, it, this is something that should probably happen today when you think about it." Is you have these these things that the intelligence agencies like the NSA, the CIA, FBI were doing were basically running a shadow government to spy on 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 American citizens. Now let me just interject there because that's my job mm -hmm. on this show. If that sounds crazy, what what Sean just said to you, like think about where you work. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, you get a handbook at work, you know what I mean? Something that's like, these are the rules of this, this work environment. Okay. There's the rules, but everyone knows that there's like a smaller circle, uh, like a little click, a cabal within the structure of these rules of people who are able to like take extra days off, get to go home early, 
Maybe they get paid a little bit more, get a little bit of preferential treatment. Okay. Like everyone has worked at a place like that. If you can, if we can all just agree that that's a fucking thing, you, you don't think that doesn't exist in the fucking government <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with fucking lobbyists and fucking people getting weird comp- campaign de- contributions. I did, What was it? I think it was HBO. I think it was HBO. I was, I looked this up recently and uh, you know, you know, who's on that list. Who's that? I was like scanning through the list and like most of the people I don't even, I don't know who the fuck they are. Bill Gates. No, I saw Adam Schiff on there. Oh, I was, oh, I, I was okay. This is this is. Oh my god, this is why I fucking looked because I watched. Um, do you remember All Gas No Breaks on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the it All Gas No Breaks turned into Channel Five News with Andrew Callahan. Okay, but it was basically no All Gas No Breaks. I don't know why he had to change the name of it, but he ended up getting a special. Uh, kind of a one-shot special on HBO called uh, This Place is Awesome. And it's about the uh, January 6th uh, uh, riot at the Capitol that people have referred to as an insurrection because he happened to be there, right? Mm. And I thought Andrew Callahan... I've watched a lot of Andrew Callahan stuff, and I thought he was going to approach it from the perspective of like a journalist because it sounds like he's really into straightforward journalism Mm -hmm. and then it ended up being some kind of fucking like half the country is a bunch of redneck retard Ah, and then i was like you know what who owns hbo and then i fucking looked it up and i'm like oh these these people give money to adam schiff so i was like oh adam schiff should be in fucking prison right now No, i think andrew callahan makes outstanding content but i was like dude you know your documentary kind of comes off like it's yeah, when it, you when you it read, comes off a little a little left leaning at a time where the world the the country is heavily divided in half. Yeah. You're you're sort of leaning one way, in a way that doesn't that isn't helping. It's not like it's not like he's offering solutions mm. or like a fresh perspective. It's like, hey, look at all these fucking retards. It's who support Trump and. It wasn't like balanced because he could have easily been like there's there's extremists on both sides of the aisle. And if we can all sort of avoid being extreme, maybe we can have a sort of mutual dialogue with each other. It'll never but, happen. But he for, but he totally forgoed that. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably why I think he thinks that'll never happen. He's right. And, and based on his content, it wouldn't help if people just peacefully talked with each other. He he needs as many psychos yelling into a mic as possible. Well, yeah, that's where that's where the money is. That's where the money is, and I don't I don't. Fault Most him people, for that. if I see people out on the street with fucking blue hair, I'm not going to be like, I won't talk to them because they don't agree with me. Like you, you're not going to really. Know. And again, it's nothing against Andrew Callahan. I was just like, why did HBO pick up his show of all yeah. things? It seems like something that would be on Vice. Or yeah. something, and Vice is very clear where they stand on political issues. But, well, well, but the, I was like HBO, really. I, I mean, I was like stoked for him because I was like, oh wow, this this dude lives in a camper, and good now for you. He's, now he's making that HBO money. But I'm just like, oh, I wonder, like, I wonder how much uh, input HBO actually had in the final cut of that. You should check it out. It's well, an I, interesting little documentary. I know HBO kind of like they they give a lot of um, creative freedoms. So like when when you see some of these shows, I know AM no it's FX and HBO 
are very they like kind of let them do it if if you're big enough they're like just do your thing we're not gonna give you notes i know they did that with louie they did that with louie and also hbo did that with um with um on curb your enthusiasm with larry Larry david they he always he always talks about how like he just tells them like don't give me notes i don't want notes and like they they don't they yeah. don't fuck with him. He's like he's like I, I, hear some notes. He's like, I don't I don't want to see it. Yeah, don't, don't send me fucking notes. And yeah, I know I know Louis C.K. I heard it in an interview once he he was offered like a big chunk of money for every episode, mm-hmm. but he would have to get notes and input and all this stuff from the. He's like, how much for you guys just to leave mm-hmm. me the fuck alone? They're like, oh, we're gonna chop the budget, you know, by whatever like twenty percent. He's like, fine. Yeah. He's like, I can make a fucking episode for $800,000. Louie is one of the greatest series ever. Just because it's so, it's, good. It's so dark. It's incredibly when, dark. And the humor is comes when you least expect it. Yeah. Like the, the episode he did with, um, oh fuck. Uh, Doug Stanhope. He did an episode with Doug Stanhope where he was. Yeah. Where that, he wanted to commit suicide. That that was, that really happened. That was like one of his friends, like, like not Doug Stanhope, obviously, but he had a friend that committed suicide and, and that's just the story. He, he's telling this. A lot of these stories are true stories. That was a but true Doug story. Stan, Doug Stanhope played that role so well, but he doesn't really do a lot of Hollywood stuff cause he hates Hollywood. Yeah. But he's just like, he's really is like the punk rock of, of like, of stand-up comedy. I, th- I think he's doing, he's got a, um, whatchamacallit, in Vegas. I, th- I think he has a residency. Oh, really? At, like, the Tropicana or somewhere like that. He's, he's, I like him because he's so different, and he doesn't give a fuck, and, like, he just, he just, like, lives his life. He, he li- lives in this area in Arizona I've never even heard of. Yeah. And he's just like, I can't live in L.A., you know what and I love about Doug Stanhope is where he, he lives on in, in Bisbee, Arizona, which is like that's the, what it is. Bisbee, the, it's like on the border, mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of nowhere. And he's basically he just he, I don't know if he still does it, but he just gave out his address to people. He's just like, if yeah, here's my address. If you want to come over, like come over. He's like, yeah. he's like, I know no one will. Yeah, it's so far out in the middle of nowhere, like no one's gonna bother. Man, that guy. But I think have a few guns. people did. But yeah, um, he's, I mean, he's probably got a he's got a bar. Yeah, he loves he likes to party and like the only people that listen to Doug Sanhope are fucking really hardcore Doug Sanhope fans and he has hardcore fans and he he likes to hang out with them. I know that. I've 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 heard of it and he's talked about it. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to knock a few back with Doug yeah, Sanhope. Stanhope is awesome. And his comedy's not for everyone, which no comedy is for everyone. Everyone has their own taste. And yeah. But but yeah, but like back to the the church committee, which we I've got in these arguments with family members is how true a lot of this stuff was. They, I mean, there there there's got to be one coming out soon, a, a new church committee. But basically, what this was, well, they it was it's this is it, this committee in Congress that was investigating the intelligence agencies. They met for sixteen months. They reviewed over 10,000 documents. There was 800 witnesses. Um, this was like two years after Watergate. Um, and they were basically just reviewing like intelligence abuses. And the, the way this all started off was in 1970, a whistleblower named Christopher Pyle. Um, he was an American intelligence officer. So these like he actually experienced this stuff and saw it. 
it wasn't just some like journalists, but he was feeding this stuff to journalists, like a guy in the New York Times. So he was saying there were domestic secret domestic intelligence programs um, that members of Congress didn't know about. It, it was designed to monitor political dissent. Um, it was designed to monitor political dissent. The New York Times published an article by Seymour Hirsch titled Huge CIA Operation Reported in U.S. Against Anti- Anti-War Forces Other Dissidents in Nixon Years. So yeah, the these... This is how it all started. Uh, they needed people to come out. This is very similar, and we're going to talk about this later on in the episode, is the the Twitter files. The Twitter file, we're, we're finding out that they were using certain, pe- certain members of the government, particularly the FBI, the Pentagon, like all these people were involved to spy on, on American citizens, to create psyops, all that. This is this is the original one, and if there's not a new church committee soon, it's gonna be some problems. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that there are, but they're all fractured. They're all yeah. kind, they're kind of, um, they're all kind of picking their battles of exactly what it is they want to examine, like whether or not they actually, what is the extent of their sharing of documentation with each other because i know that some i don't know uh, i don't know groups that are supposed to investigate shit are sort of designed to investigate things that'll never come to light yeah and that's a way of just kind of like stifling the truth but also looking like you're actually investigating wrongdoing but you're not yeah and they used to they matt gates was talking about kind of similar shit recently these these types of investigations, like Watergate, when you look into Watergate, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like it compared to what's going on right now, like mm-hmm. the like the Hunter Biden laptop like being suppressed that they've proven now. Um, the 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 whole Russian disinformation stuff, all this stuff is like seems way bigger than Watergate. Oh, it's 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 a lot bigger. <coughs> It's a lot bigger, but people are also more inundated with other dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So people don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They just go to whatever whatever the news feed they have on their phone is and read whatever headline there is, and that's being informed now. Yeah. So in, in this article that was written by Seymour Hirsch, it alleged that the CIA developed a surveillance program for American citizens. Also, it also alleged that covert uh, programs involving assassination attempts of of foreign leaders. So, like this is they they wrote this article, and later on, they um, there were members of Congress that that saw this that had no idea that this was going on, and they formed this committee, mainly Frank Church and uh senator towers from texas they they formed this committee to investigate all this stuff and uh so prior to the release of the final report a report titled alleged assassination uh plots involving foreign leaders was established so one one of the more interesting things that was that was discovered in this 
in this committee because Frank Church was was a relentless investigator. He was the one who discovered the the heart attack gun, which we've talked about a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, this heart attack gun was used to assassinate leaders. That so like this this gun, it would put it had like a dart in it, and it was supposed to, to mimic a heart attack. So so like the way it worked, only like a, a skilled pathologist pathologist would be able to look for would be able to like see if this was a used by the heart attack gun or the guy was just having a heart attack. I mean, all they'd have to look for is like, oh, there's a dart in his chest. <laughs> no, but what this do, what this thing would do, it would just leave like a red dot. You have to, you have to know what you're looking for to actually see it. Uh-huh. So this, uh, so we deliver this poison. The injection was frozen and packed into a dart, which it would create kind of like a, you know, like when, uh, what's that toxin that, that like shrimp gives off? Where you you can if you get too much of it you it will it's toxic to you, like a neurotoxin. Or yeah, something? it's a neurotoxin, but it can give you a heart attack from shrimp. Yeah, I love shrimp. Yeah, you eat too much of it, it can, it can fucking kill you. Really? Yeah. Shrimp. Uh, so darts from the new secret assassination heart attack gun would penetrate clothing, but leave only a small red dot on the skin surface. Once inside the body, the dart disintegrates and the frozen poison inside would begin to melt, entering the bloodstream and causing the cardiac episode shortly after the deadly agent uh, degenerate, degenerated quickly and became virtually undetectable. They even brought the gun to show in Congress. So when you see this gun, it looks like a fucking... It, it looks like a, like a fake gun. It looks insane. I want to see what this looks. You like. gotta see. Look, look up heart attack gun on uh, um, the church committee. It's it's huge. It looks like something from from 007. and we'll we'll post it probably right here. Yeah, you see it now. Yeah, it, it looks silly. It's a silly looking gun. It's like a 007 gun. It's yeah. It doesn't. It looks like something somebody would have in, like, I don't know, the movie Cobra or something. Like, it looks like an <laughs> 80s bad guy, stupid gun. It looks like a gun someone would have in Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it really does. It just, it just looks like a fucking pistol with a fucking scope on it. But on the back end of it, it almost looks like a flashlight or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, big... I, but what they don't talk about, I don't know how many people they killed with this, with the heart attack gun. I'm pretty sure that this gun was used later on. And there is a conspiracy theory that uh, Andrew Breitbart was killed with the heart attack gun. Mm, interesting. Yeah, which, man, that would, that would be a good sub episode. Maybe, we'll, maybe I'll start doing like 15 minute episodes that they're on, on Rockfin. By the way, we're on Rockfin. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the episode. Check us out on Rockfin. Subscribe. Um, all, all the fun stuff. It's great. It's a great platform. But yeah. Um, so in this this uh, report, they talked about all the attempted assassinations. Uh, first off, there was Patrice Lumumba of Zaire, Rafael Trujillo of the Dominican Republican. Uh, Go Dinh Diem of South Vietnam, General Rene Schneider of Chile, and Fidel Castro of Cuba. Yeah. Man. 
Uh, uh, just for uh, for the record, uh, Patrice uh, Lamumba from Zaire. That's where Patrice O'Neill's name has come from. Is that real? That's that's true. Whoa. That's I did it. not know that. That's yeah. interesting. You need to keep up with your Opie and Anthony fucking archives, bro. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill's name comes from Patrice Lumumba. Damn, I wonder what, what was so great about that guy that they would name him after that. I don't know. His, his, he escaped assassination from the CIA. Oh, no, and, and Patrice O'Neill died. So oh, yeah, he was probably killed. With a heart attack gun. With uh, donuts. They, they killed him with, with fucking candy. My girl, my one of my ex girlfriends back in the day in San Francisco, um, went out for Chinese food with Patrice O'Neill. What? Yeah, I, w- I like I was like out of town or something. It was like, oh, me and my friend went to a comedy show, and we went out with the comedian. What? And it was Patrice O'Neill, and they're like, we went to this Chinese place. She was Chinese. She was just uh-huh. like, I've never seen somebody fucking eat so much goddamn Chinese food <laughs> in my life. He has a great. There's it's disgusting. That's that's what she told me. He has, there's this great thing on YouTube you can find where he's, where Patrice is just shitting on Chinese people. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Hello, like, Neil. yeah, like he talked about the guy that used to clean his fish tank <laughs> and how he was just like, he was just so fucking weird and like he, he just hated him. And then he was talking about how, how racist the Chinese people were to him in New York city. <laughs> But like, there's like a whole thing about. It. I don't want to. I don't want to like get too far into it because I'll just totally just. I'll just ruin the whole joke. But that he, that's the mm-hmm. most interesting part about racism is everyone. When you say racism, mm-hmm. people think black or rather white people mm-hmm. against black people or white people against everyone else. Yeah. The most interesting part of uh, of racism is like black people. And Asian people. Oh, yeah, especially the Koreans. Mexican people and black people. Oh, yeah. Like, it's weird how... I wonder if that's how they look at how white people are racist towards Mm. other people. They're like... Because that's how I look at it when people are just like... You know, like like Asian people are like, I don't like fucking black people. Yeah, like, really? the whole Why? stop the whole stop Asian hate. It was just like in New York City when you every time you see a video, it's just like a black dude just beating the shit out of an Asian lady. You're like, Bruh, whoa! In the, in the Bay Area, like that's all they would show on the fucking news is fucking like black dudes beating the fuck out of like old fucking Asian ladies, <laughs> and like no one no one dared point out that the dudes were black, like. Well, like, like, I, well, you can't have a hate crime. Yeah, you can't have a hate crime where a fucking black dude like beats up an Asian person and call that a hate crime. It's only a hate crime when a white person does. It's like, come I on, f- grow up. I feel sorry for your mother. Oh shit! Not I feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> what was that from the? Um, from Menace to Society. Menace to Society. I feel sorry for your mother. And then parodied in. Um, um, uh, don't be a menace to society. To <laughs> South Central, I drink your juice in the hood. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Fantastic movie. That was one of the most quoted movies growing up. And the main character, the protagonist, I, uh, uh, Ice Tray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, his his dad is uh, younger than him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's cutting his hair too. <laughs> oh man, that, that was such a great movie. <laughs> so, uh, President Gerald Ford. Urged Senate to withhold the report from the public, but failed. And under recommendations, uh, was pressured by the committee. Ford issued Executive Order One One Nine Zero Five, ultimately replaced 
1981 by President Reagan's Executive Order 12333 to ban U.S. sanctioned assassinations of foreign leaders, which is crazy that that had to be banned, like that that was legal at one point. Yeah. So it was legal to just start assassinating foreign leaders? Well, we were assassinating foreign leaders. We are also assassinating uh, domestic leaders like uh, JFK, uh, uh, the other, what, Robert Kennedy, another one. Yeah, I mean, Um, actually, MLK. I was going through. Uh, I was I was going through my storage unit, and I found my uh, copy of John Perkins' um, "Tales of an Economic Hitman." Oh and, yes, and that he was he was the guy who fucking went to like uh, uh, Jaime Roldos and was like trying to get him to come around. We should and, try to get and, him on the show. And Jaime Roldos got fucking assassinated. In a, it's just like he was one of those guys. Who, Actually, Jaime Roldos, I think, was one of the guys who was the most like, you know, like, don't try, you know, don't try to fucking bribe me. Like, I can't be bribed. Yeah, kind of thing. And then I think that motherfucker, I want, I want to say that motherfucker got into a plane and the fucking plane exploded. Oh, he must have been on one of oh, those. That's what it was. Single engine airplanes. One of his assistants gave him a fucking tape recorder mm-hmm. to fucking play when he was on the fucking thing, and there was a bomb in it. Yeah, Jaime Roldos, he was the president of Ecuador, and um, yeah. That was that was completely uh, at least according to John Perkins, and I've never heard any not that I'm aware of anyone debate that that uh, yeah the they the government carried out assassinations of fucking you know leaders that wouldn't fucking play ball. Yeah, I mean they slowed down a little bit, but they still do their assassinations. But they claim they're not assassinations; they're suicides. There's always a world loophole. leaders always commit suicide, didn't you? Yeah. Know that? And also uh, people that that um, are involved with the alleged uh, pedophile rings, like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, they couldn't live with the guilt. Yeah, it must be what it was. Yeah, something like it that. Could have been to prison, real cushy prison. Like the prison that Jeffrey Epstein would have been in is is one of those really nice ones. I wouldn't say it was a really nice one. It's a, it's better. It's it, what was it like a like a he was in a federal penitentiary, which are the nicer ones. You're not you're not in state pen. It's going to be fine. It was like in the middle of New York or something. It's not even like he... They didn't got, put him in Sing Sing. He, like, was, he wasn't like in some Supermax prison or some shit. He was just... Yeah. It was like a probably a, a, a jail cell that they would hold him in yeah. until they moved him, but I don't... You know they, they would have delivered little little boys or... Oh, no, he was into little girls. They would have de- been like, all right, we'll, we'll bring you into some 12-year-olds. Fuck it. I mean, what didn't he? Did, was he the one that drank their blood? Was that or was that Ghislaine Maxwell? Um, who knows? Like, the only thing that this is kind of weird. But have you ever seen Jeffrey Epstein's penis? No, no. it's like this. It, it's like shaped like an egg. It's like fucking weird. They always they they kind of talk about his weird looking penis. It Him. looks like an egg. Yeah, he has like an egg shaped penis. And I know this has nothing to do with what you're just saying, but that like popped into my head, and that they would talk about how he has this really weird shaped penis. Uh, I'm seeing if there's any images. There's just a <laughs> picture of an egg. I'm sure they like. I'm sure it was her name, Maria Farmer, talked about it. Let me see. I mean, you could probably just type in Jeffrey. Oops, I spelled Jeffrey wrong. Jeffrey Epstein's Jeffrey Epstein's penis weird looked really penis. weird and seemed embarrassed 
yeah. says rape accuser. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, oh, I, don't no. want, I don't want this to get out about my weird looking penis. And the, and the, and the fucking lady is like, they, it's a picture of her sitting on the edge of a bed holding her knees with tears Yo, in her eyes. Why? Crack.com says, has a article called Jeffrey Epstein had an egg shaped penis. And then like the picture they have is an egg inside of a coffee cup. What a weird picture that is. Well, that's, is. An, that's an egg cup. <laughs> you put a hard-boiled egg in it, and it, it holds it in place while you crack it open. It's kind of a fancy egg. It's very fancy. Yeah, that, I mean... Well, he was a fancy guy. Yeah, he was... I mean, he liked the finer things. Yeah. I mean, does having an egg-shaped penis, is that a bad thing? Ladies, let us know. Oh, my God, what a good deal. Uh Oh, it was from the perspective of this one of his uh, victims, but she said uh, initially she would give him a massage and then he would masturbate and she would get paid three to four hundred dollars. That's not a bad. Come on, Epstein. Maybe Epstein wasn't that bad of a dude. He was just so he he was ashamed of his of his of his too girthy of a penis. Um, I mean. I think he was pretty bad. Dude was totally a lizard person. But Only lizards someone, have egg penises. If if you give someone a massage for like a massage prize, a good massage prize, you're talking about uh, anywhere from like ninety to one twenty, maybe one forty. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, "I'll give you four hundred dollars," like once you're done with the massage, I just I just jerk off. I'd be like, as long as it's not on me, I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't hate that. I like I I I could be. I assume you're going to do that anyway. Sure, because that goes through my mind every time I get a massage. I'm like, as soon as I roll over, they're going to like jerk me off. <laughs> they're going to suck my dick or something. It never happens, but I think about it. Yeah. Every time I get a massage, I get a massage about every three months or so. Oh, see, I haven't got a massage in a long time, but bro, like, it's maintenance, bro. You yeah, gotta, my my back is fucked. You got to have someone get in there. Yeah, I need a deep massage. I'll uh, I I got a place. It's incredibly uncomfortable, but you'll feel a lot better afterward. I'm just gonna tell him. I'm I'm just gonna. If I don't have four hundred dollars, but I'm gonna jerk off in this clo- in, in this closet. That's fine. And, <laughs> and they're like, no, you gotta go. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'm just gonna start, and then yeah, I bet I can come before you fucking call the police. <laughs> go ahead and stop me. <laughs> ah, just chase them around. <laughs> Run around. Man, that's like worse than like Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans. This dude had like, this dude had like a hundred victims where he'd always like that was his thing. He was into getting hand jobs, which uh-huh. is weird. Hand jobs are like the worst sexual thing to happen to you. Well, n- not happen to you because rape is probably worse than that. But it, like <laughs> favors, like your hand. I could do a better job than you. I don't care how much lotion you have in your hand. I'm gonna do a better job. Mm-hmm. That's was your thing were hand jobs? That's that's kind of psychotic. Um, I mean, hey man, fucking uh, you know, uh, the free market. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if that's what you want to pay for. That's true. And someone wants to jerk you off for money, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. yeah it's just this thing. And don't being a professional shame. athlete seems incredibly stressful. They always get massages, so like maybe maybe that's like a kink he has. It's like, man, Ice bath. imagine this, imagine this happen, but they're touching my wiener. Yeah, I, you know, you gotta if you can get away with taking steroids, take steroids, contrasting baths, massage. Like you need that shit. Yeah, 
Man, but he can get any. He could have got any woman in Houston he wanted, and he decided to get go to these fucking bathhouses. Yeah, bro. Because you know what? You know what they have that some skank on Tinder doesn't have discretion. Ah, it was he was being they're, naughty. Per, they're professionals. They keep yeah. their fucking mouth shut because <laughs> apparently they jer- not. They, they jerk people off for money. Yeah, because that's embarrassing. Imagine being a professional jacker offer. Not fun. Yeah, you gotta gotta have some level of discretion. Like you're not fucking talking about it on fucking TikTok. You they just, get their hands dirty, but they still have soft hands, right? That's kind of weird. Like people that use their hands a lot are gonna have like rough, tough hands. Not them. They work hard, still have soft hands. That's something to be well, proud they're, of. They're, they're constantly touching lotion and oil, depending on what type of. Yeah, I, I prefer oil. That's what I like in a massage. Yeah, I like a, a good oil massage. L- lotion just absorbs into your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, ocean de- uh, lotion doesn't. I mean, oil doesn't. Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we talking about? I mean, <laughs> I'm not talking about lube. I'm just talking about massage oil. Yeah, um, yeah. I used to go to a really creepy massage place. Oh no! And where I was just like, I'm gonna get jerked off at any moment. <laughs> I used to go. I used to go to this. Hot you like tub. the adventure? I do like the adventure. There was this hot tub place. It's actually been closed down. Uh, it's in San Francisco. I think the fucking the cops came in and just shut the whole fucking place. It was called the Hot Tubs. Yeah. And Vanessa and I used to go there. And this is what you get. You mm-hmm. pay for, uh, like, the lobby looks like something out of, like, Miami Vice or, um, uh, I don't know, fucking Killing American Style, if anyone knows what that movie is. But, well, it, but basically, you go in there, you get a whole room. Mm-hmm. It's a tiled room. You get a huge fucking jacuzzi. Yeah. You get, um, I I guess depending on how much you pay, you get a uh, sauna and you get a shower and it's, it's and the door has a lock on it. So a lot of dudes would go in there and just bring in hookers. So you'd see a lot of like older dudes Mm -hmm. bringing in fucking like, Oh, so they can give them massages. How nice black chicks with huge asses and shit. Mm. Actually, no, there's no massages there. It's just saunas, hot tubs and showers and shit, but you had a private room. So okay. me and the lady would go in there. We'd fucking smoke weed. We'd bring a fucking uh, like Bluetooth speaker in there. We'd blast black metal. Mm-hmm. We'd fuck in the shower, and then we'd fucking smoke more weed, and then sit in the fucking hot tub and laugh our balls off for a few minutes. And then, you know, when our time was up, we'd leave. But it, it was like every time we went in there, there was always like a couple of dudes that were in there with hookers. Ah. And we just so they just saw that she was a hooker. And like here's here's Adam with this hooker. But she's my hooker. Yeah. <laughs> It's mine. We we were completely oblivious to the fact that, that that was a place where people were just fucking bringing hookers to fuck. Like, we were just oblivious because the place was just cool. Yeah. It was just fucking cool. You get a whole fucking room, and it's it was like... There's like know? a there's like a cardboard uh, cutout where it says two for one, and it says massages. Like that, 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 I mean, that's a good deal. That is a good deal when you think about it, and that sounds fun. If you're going with your lady, that's a good time. But yeah, and, we we weren't even getting massages, but you know it was just people. Well, like, someone someone was getting a massage. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, I want to fuck a prostitute. Yeah, in a sauna. <laughs> and that was somebody. That's what somebody wanted. Well, well, at least it's not in, like in the car. It's uncomfortable. No one wants no to, one bang wants to in the fuck car. in a car. Fucking the car is the worst. You ever just jerk off in a car if you've just been driving too long? You're like, I need to jerk off. But yeah, I'm not you gotta pull go. Over. Yeah, and that's like. Kind of fun because it's like I might crash, but 
It's like, and then you're going really fast. You're like doing it while you're driving. Yeah. I, well, I grew up in the country, so it was just like you drove around and you jerked off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my old my old 89 Cutlass Supreme I had in high school, I jerked off in that thing while driving yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah. It had it was it had really good suspension. Yeah. It was always very balanced, so I could just <laughs> let go of the wheel for like 2 miles at a time and just yeah. jerk off. Yeah. That sounds fun. And I had to use my imagination. There was the I didn't have time. I didn't have a fucking like a uh, smartphone. See, like the, these kids these days don't know what the spank bank is. The they, spank they, bank, you yeah. just you remember seeing something. You actually see see a nipple, and you're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Or you go to like uh, Black Bear Diner, and maybe one of the waitresses just has a fat ass or something. Yeah, and maybe she's imagining. And she wasn't like particularly hot or anything. She just happened to have a really nice ass, and then you're mm-hmm. just like, "I'm gonna save just, that for later." Just sex. She just has sex appeal. Kids just, nowadays, like they have fucking ADD. They don't even understand what a spank bank is. Yeah, it was essential. Mm-hmm. It was also we we like I I I remember like thirty phone numbers when I was a kid. I can't remember anyone because you had to. Yeah, like I had thirty phone numbers just memorized in my head. It was like all my friends, my family. My mom's work, my stepdad's work, mm-hmm. like uh, fucking pizza places, video stores. Like I just knew the phone numbers. I don't know anyone's phone number now. I know my mom's and I know mine, and that's it. Yeah, and I remember nine one one. That's it. Oh, you, you got to remember that one. And there's but, and yellow cab company in San Francisco. Their phone number is three 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 three. Ooh, that's a that's a convenient number. Yeah, it's a cab company designed for drunk people who need a cab. <laughs> What's well, like the, the the lawyer in Austin where his number is four 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 four, but yeah. Anyways, back to the 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 church committee. I'm I'm all giving this guy's fucking information out. Like, don't call that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy uh, owes us money now. We gave yeah. him a free plug. Yeah, I got you a free plug. Um, back to the church committee. They also helped uncover the NSA watch list. The information for this list was compiled into the so-called rhyming dictionary of biological information or biographical information, which at its peak held millions of names. Thousands were American citizens. Some prominent members of this list were Joanne Woodward, Thomas Watson, Walter Mondale, Art Buchwald, Art F. Burns, Gregory Peck, Otis G. Pike, Tom Wicker, Whitney Young, Howard Baker, Frank Church, the guy that started the church committee, uh, David Dellinger, Ralph Albanathy, and others. So these are like people, like they were like scientists, there was authors, there was congressmen, there were all types of people that were being tracked in the 70s before, like, I mean, before anyone knew this stuff was going on. This but was like but a tracked deal. how? Um, by, they would, they would read their mail. There was this thing called, um which we're about to get into, it's called the H- HT Lingual, was a CIA program that was used to open people's mail. The CIA claimed it was to find Soviet spies, but it was mainly used to spy on civil rights activists. Um, also, yeah, because they're always fucking causing trouble. There's also Operation uh, Shamrock. This uh, shared traffic from major telecommunication companies where they would share their traffic with the NSA. So they had all these different ways, like they'll open your mail. Uh, phone companies would share their information, like 
basically like phone logs with the NSA, like with other feds. Oh, that's nice. So they, they uh, spied on your phone calls. Yeah, that's not happening today. Good. Thank God that's not happening today, right? It's impossible for it, it to happen. It can today. happen today. Uh, other. Uh, other programs discovered during the church committee include COINTELPRO, which we've talked about. I mean, that was your first episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro was a counterintelligence program used to target civil rights activists and other American citizens. Uh, and this same thing was, uh, I mean, the Martin Luther King suicide letter where the CIA tried to convince MLK to commit suicide. Which is such a dumb idea. You should kill yourself, man. You know, it'd be cool. If you, like, killed yourself and stuff? We're going to tell your wife that you cheated on her. Like, what, what, what was he be like, oh, man, I'm going to kill myself. Don't tell him. I'm just kill myself. <laughs> yeah, what kind of emo pussy nonsense is that? <laughs> MLK is just some emo kid. I'm just going to kill myself. No, it's just the CIA. Is like, they were such fucking, like, lightweights back in the day. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until, like, the, you know, it wasn't until they uh, started assassinating people when they started fucking, like, you know, yeah, they doing cool the, shit. They started getting into the big leagues. You know what I mean? They were just dicking around before that. So like, well, maybe, maybe we can just get him to kill himself. And then when <laughs> that didn't work, they're like, I guess we'll have to fucking kill him. We have to really kill him. This sucks. We'll have to get a guy with a rifle to go shoot him in the face until he dies. It's just like, yeah, that's how you do it. Well, at least, well, at least there was the, talk someone into killing themselves. At least there was a guy that was like trying to convince them like not to kill him. He's like, let's, let's not, let's just tell him he should kill himself. Like they're like, oh, you're, you think that somebody was there, like going to bat for MLK? Like, well, let's not let's not shoot him. That's super violent. Maybe yeah. we can just like talk him into doing it. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to. Yeah, they got like some intern to write the letters. They're like, okay, so <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to like shoot anybody because then you have to walk around with all that guilt and stuff. Like, maybe we can just like talk him into it. Just like junk mail that says like <laughs> kill yourself. Is that what you're saying? What does this letter say? <laughs> Oh, I got a coupon for suicide. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, another um, another program was Operation Gladio. This was a clandestine stay-behind operation by the CIA, a, a organized secret army in Western Europe. The, the operation stayed classified in the report. Like, this was basically... Like, they, they had fucking guys... Like military, like people stayed behind, and they they had like a secret government in Europe during this time. It was it was like a, I mean, they just had people there. They just stayed there and just spied on people. Operation Gladio is, is insane. Wait, 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 in so what? Yeah, what's in Europe? The American. This was the American CIA mm-hmm. put people in Europe. And just left them there, and then they they stayed there. And they were accountable to no one. They were just like, we're going to post up in your country, and we're going to fucking spy on people. Yeah, it's a secret government. They had a secret government that was, I mean, they had them, I mean, not just in Europe. This was like globally. And this is still happening to this day. Oh, cool. Yeah. This really set up, like, policing the world is Operation Gladio. They're not doing a very good job, because there's parts of the world that really need some policing. Yeah. And just no one gives a fuck. They like it that way. They do like it that way. It's mm-hmm. like the Tenderloin. It's in, like, the richest city in the world, and no one gives a shit. Yeah. 
But then you have like places in India and fucking Asia that are just third world fucking mm-hmm. nightmares. And um, no one's trying to fucking turn shit around there. Because, oh yeah, especially because India. why? What's the point? Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna win hearts and minds in certain places. So let's just give up on those people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's why. I don't know. And I, I, I I'd like to think that capitalism will turn people around, just turn them into lazy consumers, mm-hmm. and then they'll, they'll kind of get loosey goosey with their religious beliefs, like we have here. Yeah. Can you imagine if we were like straight up fucking like the Crusades level, like uh, Salem witch trial level religious in this country? Oh yeah, it would be insane. We'd well, be, it, it's, we'd be it's, executing it's, women on the, the fucking during the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, we think about it, it's like the the that's what the the like the agnostics and the atheists have kind of turned into. Go steal what? some shit in fucking Iran right now. Just go yeah. to a store and go steal something. See what I'll just happens. tell them I'm American. I could do whatever the fuck I want. No, they chop your hands off and then they mail your dick in an envelope back to your wife. Yeah, they, they killed that guy that was rooting for the U.S. during that during the World they, Cup. They, they killed a guy who rooted for the U.S. during a soccer game. That yep. was his crime. That was his high crime. Why am I dying? Um, Because you're rooting for the Americans. Because you're fucking gay. <laughs> but throw your this building but it's not in the homosexual way more of like you are, are a fan of a soccer team that we don't like yeah they are <laughs> they are not us yeah also if you were gay we would throw you off a roof yeah it would be but we'll, we'll stone you to death have you ever seen a video of someone getting stoned i think you talked about this last time how <laughs> brutal it was it's way more fucked up than you can imagine yeah i'm like when you were explaining i was like oh no no thanks yeah they bury you up to your neck in the dirt, so you're just your head sticking out of the ground. Yeah, and you like it. Kind of sounds like people just stand in line, and then one person at a time would just start throwing rocks at your head. No, that uh, you, you're surrounded by people, and they're all throwing rocks at your head that you can't protect. So you just buried, and it's just your head. Yeah, eventually your. It's head's like going just- to the beach, but like. Um- Way worse. <laughs> you ever buried somebody like up up to their neck just yeah. for fun yeah. at, at the beach? But the, but in this instance, and imagine getting, everyone at the beach just start picking up large stones <laughs> and throwing them at your face until you weren't alive anymore. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, and you can't def- you can't protect or defend yourself. Yeah, man, that, that that's like some some biblical type shit right there. Yeah, I don't know. I the older I get, the more I'm kind of like whatever. But, uh, I don't know. I feel weird about uh, executing people. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good for you. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm older, I think uh, execution's kind of uh, it's kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know what the solution is. It's weird. Like I don't know. Like putting people in prison forever. I don't. I that, don't know. That's a that's nicer. You don't. I mean, imagine getting. But you, it costs money. Just, just knowing that, like, you're about to get the most brutal death ever, and like, imagine how scary that is. I mean, I'm surprised. No, maybe it does exist. I don't know. It's like like recidivism should be like, okay, we're gonna let you out early. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you carjacked an old lady, and you pistol whipped the fuck out of her, and kicked her head into the side of her car, and you stole her car. Yeah, and this is all caught on like traffic cam and world star hip hop and shit. Like it was, <laughs> it was you. You did it. And then you get world star. You get fucking caught, and. They're like, all right, you should do fucking 20 years in prison. Yeah. You're going to get out in 18 months. If you ever reoffend, 
we're gonna fucking execute you on a government website so everyone fucking sees it. Oof. And it's not, and it's gonna hurt. Like they just, they just dip you in a vat of boiling oil or something, like something horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that's the thing. It's not like preventative maintenance is good, but it's like people are going to reoffend. So it's like, how do you prevent recidivism? It's like, I don't know, like maybe you can scare the fuck out of people because putting people in a fucking cell, I don't think scares people. Yeah. They're like, if you reoffend, motherfucker, we're letting you out early. You should be in here for like a decade. Yeah. We're going to let you out in a year and a half. If you fucking reoffend for the same shit, we're going to just, we're going to, we're going to just have a donkey rape you to death. Oof. That's not fun. During fucking something funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so to read Saturday Night Live. Oh, but no one's gonna watch that during the well. That that'll get their ratings up. Just yeah, have a fucking like a, a you know a child murderer get fucked by a donkey with like the band playing like saxophone. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and then you see some you see some guy get raped to death by a fucking donkey. Yeah, you'd be like, this is what happens when you fucking. When you reoffend, do you understand everyone else? Yeah, my, Michael Shea and Colin Jost are just like, kind of like, going back and forth, and that might be fun. That could be fun, you know. Yeah, they, they after he's dead, they just roast his dead body. Yeah, like, like whoa, laying down on the job. Yeah, <laughs> Colin, Colin Jost. I don't know. I was gonna. I don't know who either one of those people are. Uh, Michael Shea's the black guy. Colin Jost is the white guy. And they make fun of each other for being black and for being white. Like 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and, and uh, Eddie Murphy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, That's exactly movie. who it is. That's a good movie. So, the, so to go through more, some of the other programs that were discovered during the church community, they also discovered Operation Mockingbird. Um, an episode, I mean, something we've never done a full episode on Operation Mockingbird, but it is basically the systematic propaganda campaign with domestic and foreign journalists operating as CIA assets and dozens of U.S. news organizations providing cover for CIA activities. So just think about like MSNBC and CNN, uh, uh, NPR, like all these types, like these are all basically Operation Mockingbird. You, and you can even fit in Fox News in there, of course. Like, all the corporate media is our mouthpieces for the CIA. But mostly not Fox News. It's mostly not Fox News. It's, mo- like, just think of, like, like Rachel Maddow or or uh, the guy, um, I mean, CNN just hired uh, the guy that was running the, 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 the whole Trump treason, the, the, the what was it, um... The whole thing with the Russiagate, uh, Adam Kinzinger just got hired by CNN to do like, what? To Clean be the toilets? Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be like one of their political, like um, experts on it. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. They, not these since guys, George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, they, I mean they keep failing up, and they hire they if if you're on their side, which they're they're a bunch of like Democrats. They, I mean, they're like, oh, he's on our side, so we're gonna. Make it. We're gonna. He's gonna be the political like expert because he's been in there. But even though this guy fucking lied the whole time he was uh, there, 
Kinzinger, you have uh, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, whenever he's not in power, he's going to work for CNN or MSNBC. Those are that's a fact. Yeah, dead eyed, fucking weird stares get a look into your homes every every yeah. evening. He's a lizard person. Um, another thing that was used and did another full episode on this was the use of human experimentations via MK Ultra and. I mean, MK Ultra, maybe the most. Um, that is probably the most, I guess, mainstream conspiracy that that is hundred percent true. And this was the use of LSD for mind control. It was used on people unknowingly um, to like to kind of like see if they can control people, rock stars, whatever. Like it's it's pretty deep. MK Ultra, I might I kind of want to do another MK Ultra episode in, in the near future because there's so much to it. So the aftermath of all this included like the banning of political assassinations, like we we're talking about, by uh, President Ford through Executive Order One One Nine Zero Five, and also in 1977, Rolling Stone magazine reporter Carl Bernstein stated that. The relationship between the CIA and the media were a lot more extensive than what the church committee revealed. So the church committee revealed a lot. It was like, I mean, you could, they it was like six books of information. They had like 800 uh, witnesses. Um, they had the CIA director, William Colby, who was directly involved with this. He was basically in trial, but he got away with it. All these guys get away with it. Yeah. Um, even though they're a bunch of criminals. I'm gonna make sure it is William Colby. Can I write in my notes? For some reason write William Colby in, in this episode when he was like one of the main guys. Church committee. That reminds me I, I, I wanna go back and watch uh, the Sunshine yeah, Makers. William Colby. The Sunshine Makers is a documentary about these uh, two guys who uh, manufactured most of the fucking L S D in the sixties. There, there's got to be something about fucking government approaching them to buy probably mass quantities of. Oh them. yeah, they they bought enough LSD to dose everyone in the United States, every single person. Cool. Yeah. Um. So to get back to the committee, Frank Church, he's a great quote, and it's a little long, but I'm gonna read it. He was the head of the church committee. He was against the Vietnam War. He was a former intelligence officer, so you got to kind of know who this guy is. And he 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 was skeptical skeptical about all their applications. On August seventeenth, nineteen seventy five, Senator Frank Church appeared on NBC's Meet the Press and discussed the NSA without mentioning its name. Quote: Well, he says, "quote in in the need of." In the, in the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing, the United States government has perfected a te technological co capability that en enables us to, to monitor the messages that go through the air. Now that is necessary and important to the United States, as we look abroad at enemies or potential or potential enemies, we now must know at the same time that capabilities at any time could be turned around on American people. And no American would have any privacy left. Such is the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There would be no place to hide. Um, if the government ever became a tyranny, if the dictator ever took charge in this country, the, 
the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny and there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know, such as the capability of this technology. So this is, oh, end quote, but this is why this is so important because we're currently seeing this and he's talking about tyranny and what we're seeing currently seeing right now through the Twitter files is a technocracy, which is in effect a, a form of tyranny, which might be even worse. So you have, uh, they have, they have free reign on all of our rights. They can, they can surveil you. They can do anything. They have the technology to do all this stuff. And they can control what you do. They want to. They want to know precisely where your money is going at all times. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I don't like. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I don't like. This is. I mean, I mean, there's like Alexa and all that fucking shit. It's just like let's just put things in our house that monitor us and all that stuff. But it's like, it's one thing to just monitor people. It's another thing if you're like, okay, we want to know exactly what you're doing with your money. Yeah, and then at some point we can control your money. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't like that. It's it's terrifying, and like is this is I mean during this time, people like to say after JFK was murdered by the CIA that this is when America lost its um, innocence. This is when they started being skeptical of the government. Like you had all the assassinations, you had the JFK. The uh, Robert F. Kennedy of MLK. Then you had the the Church Committee, which investigated all this stuff, and people were like, "Whoa, what the fuck is happening?" So, like, fast forward to today, you have Elon Musk, who who I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Skeptical. Jesus Christ, can't fuck talk right now. I'm skeptical about who he is. He wants to put chips inside your brain. But one of the good things and I've mentioned this before, is he is... He, the, the whole Twitter files thing was... Is, is is really important. As much as people on the left were like, oh, we already knew all this stuff. Like, no, you didn't. You're just saying this now, now that it's out, and you're trying to pretend... You're trying to normalize it. That's what their tech... That's, that's their tactic. They say... They, they deny, 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 and then when it comes out, they're like, oh, we already knew this. This is this not a big deal, and they try to make it seem like it's not a big deal. So this is what they did... The Twitter files that was written by Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, Michael Schellenberger, Lee Fang. There's more. There's a bunch of different journalists that that Elon Musk started giving them information, and they would release it to their Twitter followers. Mm. By the way, Twitter Twitter files is hard to follow because there's so many of them. Yeah, but I mean, fucking, I'm a big Matt Taibbi fan. Yeah, though. me too. He's great. That guy's fucking fantastic. He's a great writer too. If anyone's gonna dig through all of this bullshit and mm-hmm. get at least a tiny nugget of truth, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. He's a great writer. Like just, just he's just he, I I'm just a big fan of his, and he's he's had to he's had to fight his own. He's basically a guy that like he he's living in a country that I mean, like he not a lot of friends because. He's, I mean, he grew up on the left. He's always been kind of like a liberal guy, but he also criticizes them. It's like being without a country is, I think that's what I'm trying to say. So like the people on the right, there are people on the right that do like him because they feel like he's being fair, 
but he doesn't really align with them politically. Well, he's kind of a relic of not even like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like maybe when, like, like when I was a child, there was probably a lot more people that were probably more along the lines of what how Matt Taibbi sees the country. Mm-hmm. But now things are pretty much split right down the middle. You know, you got you got a sliver of the population that's fucking like I don't trust either side. Yada yada yada. But you know. People like my Taibbi, I feel like there was probably more people like that when I was, like, a little kid. Yeah, like the, I was going to say Walter Cronkite. That guy was, like, from the 70s. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that old. Yeah. I grew up with Dan Rather. And, yeah. Uh, who, who else? There was uh, Tom Brokaw. Yeah, and, Dan Rather's a fucking pedophile. Fuck him. And who was the Nightline guy? Uh, Ted Koppel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I grew up with all those guys. Yeah, so so let's kind of go over like really fast with the Twitter files kind of exposed. Um, I mean, it was like a fucking fever dream for like people. Like it was saying things that we have been saying for ye- for years. What Twitter was doing, but the good thing about what Twitter files was doing, it was like saying like the, all the stuff that you were saying, it was true. Mm-hmm. Like shadow banning, all this kind of stuff. It's all in here. So part one. Was uh, let me see. So, Twitter files part one revealed the intentional suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story and the F and also FBI general counsel Jim Baker's involvement. Twitter files part two revealed that shadow banning was real and that Twitter had black had set up a blacklist set up uh, for names like Dan Bongino, Dr. J. Bataria, but Bataria, fuck, can't say his name, Charlie Kirk. And others. Dan Bongino shows great. Yeah. And it's he's always on when I'm driving home from work. Yeah. He's on, uh, what's, what's the channel on, uh, it's, um, uh, KTS, uh, uh, um, 99.7. Yeah. KLBJ. KLBJ. There you go. I, I cut the, uh, morning fucking, uh, weather guys hair. Fucking, uh, Patrick Vandehey. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Patrick Vandehey. He also does work for, uh, for UT mm-hmm. for the, I think, I think he does, uh, Doesn't he do basketball. Does like he does like I don't know if he does basketball. I know he does like football. He does like color commentary or something for mm. fucking UT. But yeah, I, I cut Patrick's hair. Yeah, nice guy. It's weird because you hear his voice and then you see him in real life. You're like, oh, just yeah, that's weird. You got, a, you got a face for the radio, homie. Yeah, <laughs> I like Patrick though. Uh, Twitter files part three through five reveal the process of removing former president Donald Trump from Twitter through trust and safety chief Yoel Roth, who met with intelligence agencies like the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence uh, to map out a way to remove Trump from the platform. So like they I mean. I mean, they're just trying to remove Trump. They had a they had a plan. Just the fact that you can remove a sitting president from a social media platform and that nobody, not nobody, but people, a, a large chunk of the country was like, that's fine. Yeah. Then they, then they just made it up. They're like, Oh, he was inciting an insurrection. Like he told those people to go home. Yeah. Go back and look. I'm at no fucking, fan of Trump, but that was go the, to Donald Trump's fucking tweet, his tweets on January 6th. Yeah. And you tell me that's a guy who was like, Conducting some sort of fucking uh, takeover of the fucking government. It's just it's it's ridiculous. 
It's like, okay, if we're going to do that, then we have to look at fucking BLM riots. We don't want to do that. Yeah, and this is this is clearly what the Twitter files was exposing. I'll meet people in it the was, middle, okay? I'll meet yeah. people in the middle. I'm like, you acknowledge fucking BLM and Antifa fucking riots were a fucking uh, horrible, unnecessary, and bullshit. And I'll fucking denounce fucking uh, January 6th, and then we can fucking maybe move on. But people won't do that. People, people won't acknowledge it. By the way, January 6th is tomorrow, so happy January 6th. Hey, happy January 6th, Happy everybody. January 6th, guys. We made it one year. Um, Ashley Babbitt, never forget. Never forget. One of the funniest um, tragedies in American history. Like, that, these dudes... What, Ashley well, Babbitt getting... No, not her. her. That's awful. That was awful. No, but, like, the actual fucking guy that was, like, stole a whole... He, he went in there and, and took... The what's it called the the, the like lectern that like podium yeah he stole a podium dude, that guy that guy's face is great dude was carrying a podium like it was a guitar that was hilarious yeah and then uh it, it was just like these guys had no idea what they're doing you know how deep this fucking shit goes like I know you must have heard this there's people who are like there's people who went in on January sixth. And they smeared shit all over the walls. I don't believe they did that. And it's like, that didn't happen at all. I'm like, the fact that that's even kicked around as like, oh, this is, this is, this is, uh, this, this is, this isn't prove anything. It just shows the character of these people. It's just like, no one's making, no one's putting poop swastikas on the bathroom walls of the Capitol. It's like, just, just, People's fucking are just infantile. Yeah. With this shit. It's like who fucking died besides some fucking MAGA lady? Nobody. Yeah. So stop. Yeah, it is nonsense. Uh, no, yeah, like Norm MacDonald had, had like the perfect tweet about January 6th. Yeah. Rest in peace. He says, um, I love when the violent terrorists made sure to respect the Velvet Rose in Statuary Hall. Like they they went in there. They were let in by the police. They were let in there, but they, they were If you in. watch the videos, like they were like they were trying. They weren't destroying anything. They were making sure. And I'm not. De- I'm not trying to say these were like good dudes, but I just think they like to throw them in prison. It's pretty insane. Like I I just don't. Well, I, not just prison, solitary confinement, without uh, you know. With little to no legal representation, they're just left to rot. Yeah, it's just like uh, I don't think you should do that with uh, with citizens. That's probably not a good idea. Should we pop fireworks for uh, January sixth? There's got to be a way to celebrate it. Celebrate January sixth? I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Um, Can't light a menorah. We should, we should, should we, we just should. set something on fire? You got to set something on, on fire. We can gr- we can have we can grill some sausages. Oh yeah, we can get some good hot dogs, some <laughs> sausages, some linguiça because I'm Portuguese, and then and then wash it down with some brews. If you're listening to the show, send some suggestions. We'll we'll post it online. How are you celebrating January six? Because this is coming out on January six. Again, we even do a January six episode, so this is our closest thing to the Janu- January six episode. But uh, yeah, send your suggestions. Um, Twitter files part six reveal the Twitter and FBI subsidiary 
Twitter basically set up a portal for the FBI so they can regularly send reports about Twitter users. Part 7 was more on the Hunter Biden laptop story suppression. Part 8 was about Twitter quietly aided by Pentagon's covert PSYOP campaign. The Pentagon had used this network, which includes U.S. government-generated news portals and memes, in effort to shape opinions in Yemen, Syria, Iraq, Kuwait, and beyond. After the U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, sent over a list of 52 Arab-language accounts, uh, quote, we used to amplify certain messages. Twitter agreed to whitelist them. So <laughs> that one's one of the more wild ones where it was used as a propaganda um, device to say, hey, what's Well, so many people there are already radicalized. Yeah. So it's easy to kind of like sneak into their crowd and... and it, it kind of structure narrative to a certain extent. Uh, Twitter files nine work with all government agencies to flag certain content. This thread showed how in depth the communi- communications between the government agencies were. Twitter files ten how Twitter rigged the COVID debate. Debate. This is how Twitter throttled down information about COVID that was true but was inconvenient to public officials. There were member. There were memos from pers- personnel who were in contact with the Biden administration that wanted people, certain people, to platform particularly, particularly like Alex Berenson. Um, it's, uh, Robert Malone, I think, was on there. Uh, Peter McCullough. Like, these guys were all removed. Also, Rhode Island physician Andrew Bostom. So, you had, like, a, you had like doctors. Alex Berenson uh, is a journalist, but he was critical of the vaccine, so they deplatformed him. You had uh, cardiologists that were, that were, that, that weren't in the COVID, or in the COVID regime. So they were deplatformed, lost money. So isn't it awesome that we're still like pure bloods? Oh yeah. Isn't that amazing? We're going to, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're going to be like, I don't usually pat myself on the, back, on the back, but I'm just like the fact that we just completely sidestepped every attempt to put the idea that we have to get vaccinated into our heads. We, we were just like, nah, I'm good. We we were like the, basically, we were just consistent as fuck, is what we were. We were like, nope, not taking it. And they're like, no, you should take it, because it's 95% um, said, effective. Nope. No, I don't nope. believe it. And then later nope. on, you find out it's only like 30% effective. And then also, when you take it, that you're more likely to pass on COVID. And then that it also, uh, if you're a certain age, you have a, a higher likelihood of getting myocarditis. Um, you play sports, you have a you have, you higher risk of having a heart attack. Like all this stuff was happening. And then we don't even know what's going to happen in 10 years. Like, do we know the long-term effects? No one knows. Maybe someone knows, but they don't want to release it. We don't know what's well, in, in the fucking it vaccine. It can end up being a huge catastrophe, right? Yeah, we. I mean, we, we've done episodes about the Eagle Report, so, like, it's... We like, don't know what's in the vaccine. We said it. You shouldn't take it. The fact that they're still telling people to get the vaccine should get you, should get you thrown in jail, basically. Because, they, like, you, you've had... All these people, all these kids, like myocarditis, I, I don't remember the number, but it is the the rate of myocarditis in children has risen at a number we've never seen before. There is, uh, like life insurance companies are reporting a 40% increase in excess deaths. Like that's, that's how much we're like, that's like Vietnam War 
level of excess debts. Crazy. Jesus. So, and all right, and the move on to the last Twitter files. Twitter files 11 and 12 were about how Twitter fell under pressure from from Congress and the media to produce material showing a conspiracy of Russian accounts on their platform. And the second shows how Twitter tried to resist fulfilling moderation requests from the State Department, but ultimately agree to let state and other agencies send requests from the FBI, which Agent Chan calls the belly button of the USG. The second thread shows how Twitter took in requests from everyone, including Treasury, HHS, NSA, FBI, DHS, etc., and also received personal requests from politicians like Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff, who asked to have journalist Paul Sperry suspended. So, like, the, like they were obviously helping out a cert- certain amount of people, and they were all seem like there are people on the left. Weird. So, like, it's, it was very partisan. Like, this is, I mean, people lost money. People, like, lost their livelihoods. Um, you're, you're spreading a bunch of misinformation. Like, th- this, the reason I put Twitter files in this episode, I was originally going to make this a two-parter, but I wanted to put this all in one because it makes more sense, is there should be a church committee um, t- style of uh, yeah, this would be like a church committee for what's happening at Twitter, how they were involved in surveillance by working with with the intelligence agencies like the FBI, NSA, etc. So this is, I mean, this is this should be the next step. Like we should be pushing for this. Mm-hmm. We elect these people, even though voting is useless. If if voting actually works, then we will be forming. Uh, a committee to investigate Anthony Fauci. We'd be uh, putting together a way to investigate uh, Yo Roth, um, uh, Jack, whatever his fucking name is from Twitter. Like all these Twitter guys that allowed this to happen. Like this, this should be this should be part of history. But of course, they're gonna have these people like pushing back against it. These people, they're like the 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 vaccine is safe and effective because they're they're gonna die on that hill literally by pushing this vaccine that doesn't work and it might be poison. So we don't know, but that that's that's what that's what I feel like what should happen. I, I mean, who would head up that committee though? Um, well, the the Republicans just took over the House, but they don't do anything. They're useless. But uh, you think Rand Paul hopefully would do something like that? Rand Paul is ugly? <laughs> Wait, you could do that? Shut the fuck up, Rand Paul, ugly bitch. <laughs> but you, you, I think Rand Paul should run that. Uh, you should have, like, Justin Amash. Uh, I don't know. Who else, who, who else is in there? I mean, you, there's got to be some, like, Democrats, like... Uh, What's a guy that that all the Democrats hate? It's it's got to be a guy Donald that, Trump. <laughs> Donald, yeah, Donald Trump is a Democrat. Um, well, yeah, uh, it's got to be bipartisan. Circa nineteen ninety nine, Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What's the name? What's the guy of West Virginia? Uh, the senator. Uh, Bob Denver. There it is. Uh, fuck. What the hell is this guy's name? Oh, uh, Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Manchin would be good to have in there. Maybe get someone in the squad, but I think they're all like 
super into the vaccine also, but I I don't know. They, Someone from the squad, what? I don't know. Maybe like get something kind of like a little bit a little mixture of everyone. Actually, I take that back. Don't don't put them in there. Nothing would ever get done. Everything would just get deadlocked constantly. Yeah. I say Rand Paul, Joe Manchin, uh, Kristen Cinema, um, Justin Amash, like all these people, like people that are kind of serious about what they do. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that ends our episode. What 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 did you want to do? A little quick little promo for your your episode this week. Oh boy, uh, yeah, m- uh, my show, the uh, Skeleton Factory Podcast. You can find it on wherever you find podcasts. And um, I have a Patreon episode this uh, this week. It's going to be horribly boring. It's going to be. Um, uh, a, a Christmas film, even though it's past Christmas, called Christmas Bloody Christmas, directed by Joe Bigos. And um, I'll also be taking a look at a very boring film called um, We're All Going to the World's Fair, which I, I find this movie fascinating just because people online are acting like it's like the greatest horror film ever made, but it's boring crap <laughs> this is a great sell <laughs> but nobody wants to like say that it's boring crap because the director is trans and mm. i'm like that shouldn't matter if you're trans or straights or whatever if your movie is dumb then you should be called out on it mm. um but then that's the patreon episode but the actual next skeleton factory episode which probably won't come out for a few days um uh, i'll be taking a look at the movie uh borgman from Draft House Films, and I may be adding some new, uh, not new, but other movies on top of that episode. I haven't figured it out yet, but that's Skeleton Factory Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at skeleton underscore factory. I'm also on Twitter at SFPodcastATX, and you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash skeleton factory for all of your cult film needs. Thank you. End of plug. Yes. Yeah, uh, of course, you can find us on Instagram at con underscore man underscore podcast. Uh, check out our new episode on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash comment podcast. We talked about the football players that, that got um, that had heart attacks, including the guy from Jacksonville that died. Um, just uh, about a week ago, we, we got into some pretty personal stuff. So check it out. Um, also, our merch store. Hit check out the merch store, David Osburnson. Of course, we're gonna give another shout out to that guy um, for for getting all for checking all the stuff and making sure the quality's good. <laughs> but he told me every the quality's great. It looks like it's what very well made. So um, it's gonna be in the show notes. So check out the merch. It's gonna be it. It's all great and uh, helps support the show. And Patreon supports the show. All that stuff. So. Just we got some big stuff coming up. Maybe, maybe a live show in the future. We don't know. We, we got something in the works. Um, but yeah, uh, we will check you guys out next week. Yes, thank you for listening thank and you. watching. Uh, bye. Oh yeah, and don't forget, uh, so go to Rockfin. Check us out on Rockfin. We're we're new there, so check us out. Yeah, do it later. <laughs>